This is BBC Radio 4. We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us for a second visit to Royal Tunbridge Wells in the fine county of Kent. (laughs) I'm just thinking with horror. I very nearly read that wrong. (laughs) It was close. It was not until 1909 that the town gained the right to call itself Royal Tunbridge Wells when Edward VII granted his patronage after a visit to the spa here. The visit was a revelation for him as he was normally a Tesco shopper. (laughs) On the outskirts of the town are the interesting sandstone formations known as Toad Rock and High Rocks, which he used to train mountaineers. A young Ranulph Fiennes came here to practice and went on to make his first attempt on Annapurna while her husband was working nights. (laughs) Just a few miles out of town is found the home of Rudyard Kipling at Burwash. Kipling's If is one of the country's most popular poems. It's the one that starts, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs, then why not treat yourself to one of my exceedingly good cakes? (laughs) Other famous names associated with Tunbridge Wells include William Makepeace Thackeray and Oswald Let's Start a War Mosley. It was while living here that Thackeray wrote and published Vanity Fair, and then later Woman's Own. (laughs) And Motorcycle Monthly. (laughs) Let's meet the teams. They're four comedians whose jokes I can't get enough of. In fact, I hardly get any of them at all. (laughs) On my left, Graham Gardner and Barry Cry. Tim Brooke Taylor and Jack D. And making herself comfortable as she settles down on my left hand, please welcome our delightful scorer, the lovely Samantha. Okay, we begin with an educational round this week. The English language is a rich and varied tongue, but there are those who are ignorant of the subtleties of difference in meaning between apparently similar terms, such as aurora borealis and northern lights. Well, aurora borealis means the luminescent phenomenon that appears in skies in the Arctic polar region, whereas northern lights is a brand of fags. However, words are constantly changing their meanings, so I'd like the teams to share any new definitions they may have spotted recently. Jack, would you care to start, please? Childhood. Very young gangster. (laughs) Tim? 
horticulturalist Brian Sewell. <laughs> Haphazard. Mind that hap. <laughs> Health and safety. Yeah. Graham. Deliberate to imprison. Heathrow, uh, brief description of uh, what a baggage handler does. <laughs> orchid, Orchid, the son of a Brummie. Livery, rather like liver. <laughs> Coincidental, having matching teeth. Luton Airport, uh, slightly more detailed description of what a baggage handler does. Donation, where Homer Simpson is king. Damnation, Holland. Lamination, New Zealand. <laughs> Extort, having left school. <laughs> Abatement, downstairs, storage area used by man with sinus trouble. <laughs> Harpist, fairly drunk. <laughs> Teutonic, what you order with two gin. Shoehorn, a fetish. <laughs> Wristwatch, all night vigil in a very strict monastery. <laughs> Disdain, being rude to someone from Denmark. Okay, the teams are going to sing along to some well-known discs now in the round called Pick Up Song. E.J. Samantha has completed her customary research down in the gramophone archive. As the kindly old archivists can't get out very much these days, Samantha sells them light snacks and confectionery. Initially, they were shocked by her prices, so she now offers selective discounts. There's been nothing off Miles Bars, but they were delighted to see Samantha's Snickers come down at a price they can afford. <laughs> She's back at the turntable and ready to give the chosen discs a spin. You should sing along, teams, until at my signal, Samantha turns the volume down. If on its return you're within a gnat's crotchet of the original, I'll be awarding points, and points mean prizes. What do you think of it so far? <laughs> I agree, but who are we among so many? This week's prize will delight every keen horticulturalist who wants to make their garden look bigger. It's this lovely magnifying grass.
Barry, you can start, and I'd like you to accompany Eddie Cochran singing Come On, Everybody. Let's get together tonight. I got some money in my jeans and I'm really gonna spend it right. <laughs> well, I've been doing my homework all the week long, and now the house is empty and the folks are gone. Ooh! Come on, everybody! Oh, well, my baby's number one, but I'm going to dance a three or four. And the house will be a shaking from my bare feet slapping on the floor. That was as much your fault as Barry's. Your turn now, Jack. You Would stay you out of it, audience. <laughs> Your turn now, Jack. Will you accompany Barry Manilow singing I Can't Smile Without You? Do anything you see, I feel sad when you're sad. I feel glad when you're glad. If only you knew what I'm going through, I just can't smile without you. I just can't smile. That was the Rex Harrison technique. You now, Graham, I'd like you please to accompany Scissor Sisters singing Take Your Mama Out. <laughs> when you grow up, living like a good boy ought And your mama takes a shine to her best son Something different, all the girls that seem to like you Cause you're handsome like to talk and a whole lot of fun But now your girl's gone a-missing And your house has got an empty bed <laughs> Folks wonder about the wedding They won't listen to a word you said I'm gonna take your mama out all night To yeah, show what it's all about Get her jacked up on some cheap champagne <laughs> Known fact that uh, Graham's son John plays keyboards for Scissor Sisters. Yeah, yeah, it's true, and very good he is too. Yeah. My father worked with Eddie Cochran. <laughs> I am Barry Manilow. <laughs> Finally, Tim, would you please will you please accompany Tiny Tim singing "Tiptoe Through the Tulip."
Okay, the teams are going to treat us to a spot of acting next in the game called Sound Charades. This, <laughs> this is based on the erstwhile TV favourite Give Us a Clue, in which players mime titles of songs, books and films. The undisputed master of the game was Lionel Blair, whose TV, <laughs> whose TV career has sadly waned of late. He did, however, recently audition for I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Lionel's challenge was to sail a raft across a river with a small crew. But sadly, the raft hit a rock and sank, and what a look of horror there was on Ant's face when Lionel went down with both hands on deck. Tim and Jack, you're to start, please, and your title will shortly be displayed to the audience via the laser display screen. For listeners at home, here's the mystery voice. Pop idol. Pop idol. Right, you're guessing this one, Barry and Graham. Off you go, Tim and Jack. It's uh, two words, and it's uh, a television programme, and it goes like this. Look, I've brought your present, Jack. Oh, thank you. That. Oh, yeah. that's wonderful. The... Yeah. This is so strong. Isn't it? Yeah, he's got the muscles, you know. Wow. Yeah. Oh. The pipe in his Isn't mouth. that sweet, the yeah. little pipe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's, in the, uh, what, what, what's in the can, Tim? Uh, that's, um, that's spinach. Mm. <laughs> you just mix it with a bit of olive oil, that's all it needs. Yes. It's, it's, oh, mm. that's so lovely. I'm really, really pleased with that. Thank you. You're I crying, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen you smile before, or is it wind? I, I'll keep it. <laughs> it's just you, Tim. <laughs> anyway. I'll, I'll keep. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Okay. Is it being in a, a can important? No. No. Mm. But it's strength and spinach and yeah. Yep. And it's a, it's a, quite a small gift, is it? Yes. Like a doll. Ah. <laughs> Very, very like that. Yeah, like a Popeye doll. Yeah. <laughs> right, your turn, Barry and Graham. Your title's now being exhibited on the laser display board, and here again is the mystery voice for listeners at home. <laughs> Scarface. Scarface. Uh, it's one word. Yep. Film. Film. Good evening. I believe you are the number one world expert on woolly neckwear. <laughs> yes, I am. Scarface. <laughs> It's now time for the round called A Day in the Life, in which the teams are going to delve into the lives of well-known personalities. 
Barry Cryer will obviously be at an advantage here, as he's often pictured at some celebrity party or other in those showbiz gossip magazines. I've lost count of the times we've seen photos of him plastered across their pages. <laughs> Teams, I brought along two genuine lifestyle articles detailing the daily routine of famous people from past and present. However, certain sections have been removed, and I'd like you to suggest how the missing extracts may have read. We had intended our first case study to be Mark Thatcher, but we can't discuss him for legal reasons, <laughs> as he faces prosecution in Equatorial Guinea under the strict anti-smug git laws. <laughs> Okay, we'll start with you, Barry and Graham. For you, I have the words of none other than 17th century diarist Samuel Pepys. Can you guess the missing sections for me, please? To my lords this morning, but my lord not being up, I went out to Charing Cross to see Major General Harrison hanged, drawn, and... Served with an antisocial behaviour order. <laughs> Courted, of course. Oh. He was looking as cheerfully as any man could do, considering... Jim Davidson was doing the warm-up. <laughs> his condition. He was presently cut down and his head and his heart... Sold to Frey Bentos. <laughs> Shown to the people. Finding myself beginning to be troubled with wind, as I used to be, and with pain in making water, I took a couple of... Trips on Nemesis at Alton Towers... <laughs> But it didn't shift a thing. <laughs> Pills that I had by me of Mr. Batesby, the apothecary. My pain continued on me mightily, and I could break no wind, nor have any... Fun setting light to it. <laughs> Stool after my physic had done working. I took a coach and horse to the apothecary, but he was not at home. And so, home again. Bloody interesting diary. <laughs> and whether the coach did me good or no, I know not. But having a good fire in my chamber, I... <laughs> but having a good fire in my chamber, I began to... Put on a deafening display. <laughs> Well, to be more explicit, break six or seven small and great farts. No medium-sized. After supper, to have my head combed by our maid Deb, which occasioned the greatest sorrow to me that ever I knew in this world, for my wife, coming up suddenly, did find... Me at my desk, making an entry. <laughs> Me embracing the girl. Indeed, I was with my hand under her... Radar. Skirts. My wife was struck mute and... Then spoke for about 40 or 50 minutes... <laughs> or more concisely, grew angry. I stayed up till the bellman came by with his bell just under my window as I was... In need of a bell. <laughs> <laughs> I 
writing of this very line. I then went to bed. The end. <laughs> okay, your turn now, Tim and Jack. And for you, I have the words of Paul Daniels. <laughs> Can you guess the missing sections in this piece? Debbie and I are early birds. In the summer, we're up early, knocking... Or just having breakfast. <laughs> a few balls about on the tennis court. I get about 25 requests a day to... Do the anatomically impossible. <laughs> do things. Oh. I do enjoy photography, and I like cars. I've got a Bentley, a Mazda RX-7, a Ferrari, and a... Very small willy. <laughs> Otherwise known as a Sinclair C5. I'm a WYSIWYG. Know what that is? WYSIWYG? What you see is... A wig. <laughs> what you get. I'm from the North, and that tends to give you an accent that's better for... Claiming benefit. Comedy. And when I work on stage, I actually take my voice up a notch so that... Dogs can hate me as well. <laughs> it cuts through harder. Out of the TV comedians, I like Ben Elton, Halen Pace and... Berry Cryer. <laughs> Jack D. Debbie has made my life very easy and smooth, and she enjoys looking after me because she knows... What's in my will. <laughs> How very hard I work. Our relationship is everything that is indefinable. Chemistry... Geography and domestic science. <laughs> Friendship, good living together. And it also works because I'm very... Heavily tranquilised most of the time. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Guys don't like saying anything romantic to the wife, but the other night in the middle of a TV programme, I turned round to Debbie and said... Come on, love, get him out for the rabbit. <laughs> I wish we weren't married, because then I'd ask you all over again. <laughs> Our love life is fantastic. It's three times a night for me. I've got no problems in that department. I'm very happy. I just wish Debbie could... Be there as well. <laughs> Keep up with me. <laughs> Yeah. One of them's got to. <laughs> Once I got upstairs and Debbie was lying stark naked on the bed. She was wearing the sort of sleeping blindfold you get on long-haul flights. Printed on it was, do not disturb. But... 
But further down her body, she had a sign that said, Do not remove blindfold. <laughs> Disturb. Actually, I notice it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's just time to fit in a round of Accident and Emergency Film Club. <laughs> Samantha has to nip out now as she's meeting her new gentleman friend at the local hospital where he's an anaesthetist. He's promised to introduce her to some of his patients, and later on, Samantha is hoping he'll let her help him knock one out. <laughs> So, teams, while she's away enjoying that, I'd like you please to suggest movie titles that might appeal to an audience drawn from the hospital casualty department. You can start this one, Jack. Uh, Blair Witch Hazel Project. <laughs> A and E, which way but loose? <laughs> Fatal Traction. <laughs> Lord of the Syringe. Diarrhea of Bridget Jones. <laughs> Four swellings and a funeral. <laughs> Ingrid Bergman is anaesthesia. <laughs> Crutch Cassidy and the one chance skid. <laughs> Rash. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's a bit like mash, do you see? Yeah. Oh, You're I not going to like gash or bash in that case. <laughs> Pretty shitty prang bang. <laughs> Rash. <laughs> There's amputations and dislocations. What film is what that? What film is that? Congratulations, it was a TV movie that Cliff made. <laughs> That'd be like the movie version of The Chronicles of Narnino, Nino, Nino. <laughs> Around the ward in 80 days. <laughs> Bring me the rest of Alfredo <laughs> And so, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show, and indeed this series. Aww. However, we know there are a number of loyal listeners who tune in to repeats of the show over on BBC Seven, and, we, and we'd like to say personal thanks to all of them. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> So, from the team Samantha, myself, and the good folk of Tunbridge Wells, it's goodbye. Barry Fryer, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor, and Jack Dee were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson.